Welcome to chapter 11. At this time, the whole world spoke one language. Everyone used the same words. As people moved from the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia. They settled there to live. They said to each other, let's make bricks and bake them to make them hard. So they used bricks instead of stones and tar instead of mortar. Then they said to each other, let's build for ourselves a city and a tower and let's make the top of the tower reach high into the sky. We will become famous. If we do this, we will not be scattered over all the earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people had built. The Lord said, Now these people are united. They all speak the same language. This is only the beginning of what they will do. They will be able to do anything they want. Come, let us go down and confuse their language. Then they will not be able to understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth and they stopped building the city. That is where the Lord confused the language of the whole world. So the place is called Babel. So the Lord caused them to spread out from there over all the whole world. This is the family history of Shem. Two years after the flood, when Shem was 100 years old, his son Arphasad was born. After that, Shem lived 500 years and had other sons and daughters. When Arphasad was 35 years old, his son Shelah was born. After that, Arphasad lived 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Shelah was 30 years old, his son Eber was born. After that, Shelah lived 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Eber was 34 years old, his son Peleg was born. After that, Eber lived 430 years and had other sons and daughters. When Peleg was 30 years old, his son Ru was born. After that, Peleg lived 209 years and had other sons and daughters. When Ru was 32 years old, his son Serug was born. After that, Ru lived 207 years and had other sons and daughters. When Serug was 30 years old, his son Nahor was born. After that, Serug lived 200 years and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor was 29 years old, his son Terah was born. After that, Nahor lived 119 years and had other sons and daughters. After Terah was 70 years old, his sons Abram, Nahor and Haran were born. This is the family history of Terah. Terah was the father of Abram, Nahor and Haran. Haran was the father of Lot. Haran died while his father Terah was still alive. This happened in Ur in Babylonia where he was born. Abram and Nahor both married. Abram's wife was named Sarai. Nahor's wife was named Milka. She was the daughter of Haran. Haran was the father of Milka and Iska. Sarai was not able to have children. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, Haran's son, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, Abram's wife. They moved out of Ur of Babylonia. They had planned to go to the land of Canaan, but when they reached the city of Haran, they settled there. Terah 
lived to be 205 years old. Then he died in Haran. What do you think about this chapter? This is the chapter where all the languages of the world that we all speak today. How many languages can you think of in five seconds? I'll see you in chapter 12. Welcome to chapter 12. Then the Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your relatives, and your father's family. Go to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you. I will place a curse on those who harm you and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left Haran as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. At this time, Abram was 75 years old. Abram took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and everything they owned. They took all the servants they had gotten in Haran, they set out from Haran, planning to go to the land of Canaan. In time, they arrived there. Abram traveled through that land. He went as far as the great tree of Moreh at Shechem. The Canaanites were living in the land at that time. The Lord appeared to Abram. The Lord said, I will give this land to your descendants. So. Abram built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. Then Abram travelled from Sechem to the mountain east of Bethel, and he set up his tent there. Bethel was to the west, and Ai was to the east. There Abram built another altar to the Lord and worshipped him. After this, he travelled on toward southern Canaan. At this time, there was not much food in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to live because there was so little food. Just before they arrived in Egypt, Abram said to his wife Sarai, I know you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this woman is his wife. Then they will kill me, but let you live. Tell them you are my sister, then things will go well with me, and I may be allowed to live because of you. So Abram went into Egypt. The people of Egypt saw that Sarai was very beautiful. Some of the Egyptian officers saw her also. They told the king of Egypt how beautiful she was. They took her to the king's palace. The king was kind to Abram because he thought Abram was Sarai's brother. He gave Abram sheep, cattle, and male and female donkeys. Abram also was given male and female servants and camels. But the Lord sent terrible diseases on the king and all the people in his house. This was because of Abram's wife, Sarai. So the king sent for Abram. The king said, What have you done to me? Why didn't you tell me Sarai was your wife? Why did you say she's my sister? I made her my wife, but now here is your wife. Take her and leave. Then the king commanded his men to make Abram leave Egypt. So Abram and his wife left with everything they owned. Hmm. And that's the end of chapter 12. What do you think of this chapter? Did Abraham do the right thing? Think about it. And I'll see you in chapter 13.
Welcome to chapter 13. So Abram, his wife, and Lot left Egypt. They took everything they owned and traveled to southern Canaan. Abram was very rich in cattle, silver, and gold. He left southern Canaan and went back to Bethel. He went where he had camped before, between Bethel and Ai. It was the place where Abram had built an altar before, so he worshipped the Lord there. During this time, Lot was traveling with Abram. Lot also had many sheep, cattle, and tents. Abram and Lot had so many animals that the land could not support both of them together. Abram's herders and Lot's herders began to argue. The Canaanites and the Perizzites were living in the land at this time. So Abram said to Lot, There should be no arguing between you and me. Your herders and mine should not argue either. We are brothers. We should separate. The whole land is there in front of you. If you go to the left, I will go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. Lot looked all around and saw the whole Jordan Valley. He saw that there was much water there. It was like the Lord's garden, like the land of Egypt in the direction of Zoar. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose to move east and live in the Jordan Valley. In this way, Abram and Lot separated. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, but Lot lived among the cities in the Jordan Valley. He moved very near to Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were very evil. They were always sinning against the Lord. After Lot left, the Lord said to Abram, Look around you. Look north and south and east and west. All this land that you see I will give to you and your descendants forever. I will make your descendants as many as the dust of the earth. If anyone could count the dust on the earth, he could count your people. Get up, walk through all this land. I am now giving it to you. So Abram moved his tents. He went to live near the great trees of Mamre. This was at the city of Hebron. There he built an altar to the Lord. Do you think that it was a good idea for Lot and Abram to separate? Think about it and I'll see you of course in chapter 14. Welcome to chapter 14. Now, Amraphel was king of Babylonia. Arioch was king of Elasa. Kedalaumar was king of Elam. And Tidal was king of Goim. All these kings went to war against several other kings. Bera, king of Sodom. Bersha, king of Gomorrah. Shinab, king of Adma, and Shemabah, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela. Bela is also called Zoar. These kings who were attacked united their armies in the valley of Sidim. The valley of Sidim is now the Dead Sea. These kings had served Kedolaomer for 12 years, but in the 13th year they all turned against him. Then, in the fourteenth year, Kedaloma and the kings with him came and defeated the Rephites in Ashtaroth Karnaim. They also defeated the Zuzites in Ham and the Emites in Shaveh Kiriathaim. And they defeated the Horites in the mountains of Edom to El Paran. El Paran is near the desert. Then they turned back and went to 
and Mishpat, that is Kadesh, they defeated all the Amalekites. They also defeated the Amorites who lived in Hazazon Tamar. At that time, the kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Admath, Zeboim, and Bela went out to fight in the valley of Sidon. Bela is called Zoar. They fought against Kedaloma, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goim, Amraphel, king of Babylonia, and Ariok, king of Elasar. So there were four kings fighting against five. There were many tar pits in the valley of Sidon. The kings of Sodom and Gomorrah and their armies ran away. Some of the soldiers fell into the tar pits, but the others ran away to the mountains. Now, Kedolaomer and his armies took everything the people of Sodom and Gomorrah owned. They also took all their food. They took Lot, Abram's nephew, who was living in Sodom. The enemy also took everything he owned. Then they left. One of the men who was not captured went to Abram, the Hebrew. He told Abram what had happened. At that time, Abram was camped near the great trees of Mamre, the Amorite. Mamre was a brother of Eshkol and a brother of Anna, and they had all made an agreement to help Abram. Abram learned that Lot had been captured, so he took out his 318 trained men who had been born in his camp. Abram led the men and chased the enemy all the way to the town of Dan. That night, he divided his men into groups, and they made a surprise attack against the enemy. They chased them all the way to Hoba, north of Damascus. Then Abram brought back everything the enemy had stolen. Abram brought back the women and the other people, and he also brought back Lot and everything Lot owned. After defeating Kedaloma and the kings who were with him, Abram went home. As Abram was returning, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is now called King's Valley. Melchizedek, king of Salem, also went to meet Abram. Melchizedek was a priest for God Most High. He brought bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram and said, Abram, may God Most High give you blessings. God made heaven and earth, and we praise God Most High. He has helped you defeat your enemies. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of everything he had brought back from the battle. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, You may keep all these things for yourself. Just give me my people who were captured. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I made a promise to the Lord. He is the God Most High, who made heaven and earth. I promise that I will not keep anything that is yours. I will not keep even a thread or a sandal strap. That way you cannot say, I made Abram rich. I will keep nothing but the food my young men have eaten. But give Anna, Eshkol, and Mamre their share of what we won. They went with me into battle. And that's the end of chapter 14. What can we learn about Abram here? We can learn that it is always good to keep your promises. Do you keep your promises? I'll see you in chapter 15. Chapter 16 Sarai, Abram's wife, had no children. She had a slave girl from Egypt named Hagar. Sarai said to Abram, Look, the Lord has not allowed me to have children, so have sexual relations with my slave girl. If she has a child, 
Maybe I can have my own family through her. Abram did what Sarai said. This was after Abram lived 10 years in Canaan and Sarai gave Hagar to her husband, Abram. Hagar was her slave girl from Egypt. Abram had sexual relations with Hagar and she became pregnant. When Hagar learned she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress Sarai badly. Then Sarai said to Abram, This is your fault. I gave my slave girl to you. And when she became pregnant, she began to treat me badly. Let the Lord decide who is right, you or me. But Abram said to Sarai, You are Hagar's mistress. Do anything you want to her. Then Sarai was hard on Hagar, and Hagar ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the desert. The spring was by the road to Shur. The angel said, Hagar, you are Sarai's slave girl. Where have you come from? Where are you going? Hagar answered, I'm running away from my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Go home to your mistress and obey her. The angel of the Lord also said, I will give you so many descendants, they cannot be counted. The angel also said to her, You are now pregnant and you will have a son. You will name him Ishmael because the Lord has heard your cries. Ishmael will be like a wild donkey. He will be against everyone and everyone will be against him. He will attack all his brothers. The slave girl gave a name to the Lord who spoke to her. She said to him, You are God who sees. This is because she said to herself, Have I really seen God who sees me? So the well there was called Bir Lahai Roy. It is between Kadesh and Bered. Hagar gave birth to a son for Abram, and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. And that's the end of chapter 16. Do you know that God knows exactly what you're going through and he sees everything? So always remember to call upon the Lord whenever you find yourself in trouble. I can't wait to get to chapter 17 and I'll see you there. Welcome to chapter 15. After these things happened, the Lord spoke his word to Abram in a vision. God said, Abram, don't be afraid, I will defend you and I will give you a great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what can you give me? I have no son, so my slave Eliezer from Damascus will get everything I own after I die. Abram said, Look. You have given me no son, so a slave born in my house will inherit everything I have. Then the Lord spoke his word to Abram. He said, That slave will not be the one to inherit what you have. You will have a son of your own, and your son will inherit what you have. Then God led Abram outside. God said, Look at the sky. There are so many stars, you cannot count them, and your descendants will be too many to count. Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord accepted Abram's faith, and that faith made him right with God. God said to Abram, I am the Lord who led you out of Ur in Babylonia. I did that so I could give you this land to own. But Abram said, Lord God, how can I be sure that I will own this land? 
the Lord said to Abraham, Bring me a three-year-old cow, a three-year-old goat, and a three-year-old male sheep. Also bring me a dove and a young pigeon. Abraham brought them all to God. Then Abraham killed the animals and cut each of them into two pieces. He laid each half opposite the other half, but he did not cut the birds in half. Later, large birds flew down to eat the animals, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep. While he was asleep, a very terrible darkness came. Then the Lord said to Abram, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers and travel in a land they don't own. The people there will make them slaves and they will do cruel things to them for 400 years. But I will punish the nation where they are slaves. Then your descendants will leave that land, taking great wealth with them. Abram, you will live to be very old. You will die in peace and will be buried. After your great-great-grandchildren are born, your people will come to this land again. It will take that long because the Amorites are not yet evil enough to punish. The sun went down and it was very dark. Suddenly, a smoking firepot and a blazing torch passed between the halves of the dead animals. So on that day, the Lord made an agreement with Abram. The Lord said, I will give this land to your descendants. I will give them the land between the river of Egypt and the great river Euphrates. This is the land of the Kenites, Kenizzites, Kadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. And that's the end of chapter 15. What do you think about God's promise to Abram? Isn't it wonderful? And remember, in our last chapter, we learned that Abram kept his promise, and so does God. I'll see you in chapter 16. Welcome to chapter 17. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him. The Lord said, I am God all-powerful. Obey me and do what is right. I will make an agreement between us. I will make you the ancestor of many people. Then Abram bowed face down on the ground. God said to him, I am making my agreement with you. I will make you the father of many nations. I'm changing your name from Abram to Abraham. This is because I'm making you a father of many nations. I will give you many descendants. New nations will be born from you. Kings will come from you and I will make an agreement between me and you and all your descendants from now on. I will be your God and the God of all your descendants. You live in the land of Canaan now as a stranger, but I will give you and your descendants all this land forever, and I will be the God of your descendants. Then God said to Abraham, You and your descendants must keep this agreement from now on. This is my agreement with you and all your descendants. Every male among you must be circumcised, you must obey this agreement. Cut away the foreskin to show that you follow the agreement between me and you. From now on, when a baby boy is eight days old, you will circumcise him. This includes any boy born among your people or any who is your slave. He will not be one of your descendants, so circumcise every baby boy. Circumcise him whether he is born in your family or bought as a slave. 
Your bodies will be marked. This will show that you are part of my agreement and that lasts forever. Any male who is not circumcised will be separated from his people. He has broken my agreement. God said to Abraham, I will change the name of Sarai, your wife. Her new name shall be Sarah. I will bless her. I will give her a son and you will be the father. She will be the mother of many nations. Kings of nations will come from her. Abraham bowed face down on the ground and laughed. He said to himself, Can a man have a child when he is 100 years old? Can Sarah give birth to a child when she is 90? Then Abraham said to God, Please let Ishmael be the son you promised. God said, No, Sarah your wife will have a son, and you will name him Isaac, I will make my agreement with him. It will be an agreement that continues forever with all his descendants. You asked me about Ishmael and I heard you. I will bless him. I will give him many descendants and I will cause their numbers to grow very greatly. He will be the father of 12 great leaders. I will make him into a great nation but I will make my agreement with Isaac he is the son whom Sarah will have at this same time next year after God had finished talking with Abraham God rose and left him then Abraham gathered Ishmael and all the males born in his camp he also gathered the slaves he had bought so that day Abraham circumcised every man and boy in his camp. This was what God had told him to do. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised, and Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised. Abraham and his son were circumcised on that same day. Also, on that day, all the men in Abraham's camp were circumcised. This included all those born in his camp and all the slaves he had bought from other nations. And that's the end of chapter 17. What did you like about this chapter? I can tell you what I liked. I like that God made a promise to Abraham by saying that he would give him a son even though Abraham didn't believe that it was possible. Do you believe that God is able to do anything? I'll see you in chapter 18. Chapter 18 Later, the Lord again appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre. At that time, Abraham was sitting at the door of his tent. It was during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When Abraham saw them, he ran from his tent to meet them. He bowed face down on the ground before them. Abraham said, Sir, if you think well of me, please stay a while with me, your servant. I will bring some water so all of you can wash your feet. You may rest under the tree. I will get some bread for you so you can regain your strength, then you may continue your journey. The three men said, That's fine, do as you said. Abraham hurried to the tent where Sarah was. He said to her, Hurry, prepare twenty quarts of fine flour, make it into loaves of bread. Then Abraham ran to his cattle. He took one of his best calves and gave it to a servant. The servant hurried to kill the calf and to prepare it for food. Abraham gave the three men the calf that had been cooked. He also gave them milk curds and milk. While the three men ate, he stood under the tree near them. The men asked Abraham, Where is your wife, Sarah? There, in the tent, said Abraham. Then the Lord said, I will certainly return to you about this time a year from now. 
at that time, your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were very old. Sarah was past the age when women normally have children. So she laughed to herself. My husband and I are too old to have a baby. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, I am too old to have a baby? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? No, I will return to you at the right time a year from now, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I didn't laugh, but the Lord said, No, you did laugh. Then the men got up to leave and started out towards Sodom. Abraham walked along with them a short while to send them on their way. The Lord said, Should I tell Abraham what I am going to do now? Abraham's children will certainly become a great and powerful nation, and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. I have chosen him so he would command his children and his descendants to live the way the Lord wants them to. I did this so they would live right and be fair. Then I, the Lord, will give Abraham what I promised him. Then the Lord said, I have heard many things against the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. They are very evil, so I will go down and see if they are as bad as I have heard. So the men turned and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood there before the Lord. Then Abraham approached the Lord. Abraham asked, Lord, do you plan to destroy the good persons along with the evil persons? What if there are 50 good people in the city? Will you still destroy it? Surely you will save the city for 50 good people living there. Surely you will not destroy the good people along with the evil people. Then the good people and the evil people would be treated the same. You are the judge of all the earth. Won't you do what is right? Then the Lord said, If I find fifty good people in the city of Sodom, I will save the whole city because of them. Then Abraham said, I am only dust and ashes, yet I have been brave to speak to the Lord. What if there are only 45 good people in the city? Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of five good people? The Lord said, If I find 45 good people there, I will not destroy the city. Again, Abraham said to the Lord, If you find only 40 good people there, will you destroy the city? The Lord said, if I find 40 good people, I will not destroy the city. Then Abraham said, Lord, please don't be angry with me. Let me ask you this. If you find only 30 good people in the city, will you destroy it? The Lord said, If I find 30 good people there, I will not destroy the city. Then Abraham said, I have been brave to speak to the Lord, but what if there are 20 good people in the city? The Lord answered, If I find 20 good people there, I will not destroy the city. Then Abraham said, Lord, please don't be angry with me. Let me bother you this one last time. What if you find 10 good people there? The Lord said, If I find ten good people there, I will not destroy it. When the Lord finished speaking to Abraham, he left, and Abraham returned home. Wow, that was an interesting chapter, wasn't it? Abraham was asking the Lord if he would save a whole city if he found a few good men. This tells you that, God will indeed save us, the whole world, in spite of the evil, if he finds 
good people there who are willing to change others so that they will also obey the Lord. Well, I'll see you, of course, in chapter 19. Welcome to chapter 19. The two angels came to Sodom in the evening. Lot was sitting near the city gate and saw them. He got up and went to them and bowed face down on the ground. Lot said, Sirs, please come to my house and spend the night. There you can wash your feet. Then tomorrow you may continue your journey. The angels answered, No, we will spend the night in the city's public square. But Lot begged them to come to his house. So they agreed and went to his house. Then Lot prepared a meal for them. He baked bread without yeast and they ate it. Before bedtime, all the men of the city surrounded Lot's house. These men were both young and old and came from every part of Sodom. They called to Lot, Where are the two men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us. We want to have sexual relations with them. Lot went outside to them, closing the door behind him. He said, No, my brothers, do not do this evil thing. Look, I have two daughters. They have never slept with a man. I will give them to you. You may do anything you want with them, but please don't do anything to these men. They have come to my house and I must protect them. The men around the house answered, Move out of the way. Then they said to each other, This man Lot came to our city as a stranger. Now he wants to tell us what to do? They said to Lot, We will do worse things to you than to them. So they started pushing Lot back. They were ready to break down the door. But the two men staying with Lot opened the door and pulled him back inside the house. Then they closed the door. The two men struck the men outside the door with blindness, so these men, both young and old, could not find the door. The two men said to Lot, Do you have any other relatives in this city? Do you have any sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or any other relatives? If you do, tell them to leave now. We are about to destroy this city. The Lord has heard of all the evil that is here, so he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his future sons-in-law. They were pledged to marry his daughters. Lot said, Hurry and leave the city. The Lord is about to destroy it. But they thought Lot was joking. At dawn the next morning, the angels begged Lot to hurry. They said, Go, take your wife and your two daughters with you. Then you will not be destroyed when the city is punished. But Lot delayed. So the two men took the hands of Lot, his wife and his two daughters. The men led them safely out of the city. So the Lord was merciful to Lot and his family. The two men brought Lot and his family out of the city. Then one of the men said, Run for your lives. Don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Run to the mountains or you will be destroyed. But Lot said to them, Sir, please don't force me to go so far. You have been merciful and kind to me. You have saved my life, but I can't run to the mountains. The disaster will catch me and I will die. Look, that little town over there is not too far away. Let me run there. It's really just a little town. I'll be safe there. The angel said to Lot, Very well, I will allow you to do this also. I will not destroy that town, but run there fast. I cannot destroy Sodom until you are safely in that town. That town is named Zoar because it is little. The sun had already come up when Lot entered Zoar. 
the Lord sent a rain of burning sulfur down from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. So the Lord destroyed those cities. He also destroyed the whole Jordan Valley, everyone living in the cities and even all the plants. At that point, Lot's wife looked back. When she did, she became a pillar of salt. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and went to the place where he had stood before the Lord. Abraham looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah and all the Jordan Valley. He saw smoke rising from the land. It was like smoke from a furnace. God destroyed the cities in the valley, but he remembered what Abraham had asked, so God saved Lot's life. But he destroyed the city where Lot had lived. Lot was afraid to continue living in Zohar, so he and his two daughters went to live in the mountains. They lived in a cave there. One day, the older daughter said to the younger, Our father is old. Everywhere on the earth, women and men marry, but there are no men around here for us to marry. Let's get our father drunk. Then we can have sexual relations with him. We can use our father to have children. That way we can continue our family. That night, the two girls got their father drunk. Then the older daughter went and had sexual relations with him. But Lot did not know when she lay down or when she got up. The next day, the older daughter said to the younger, Last night, I had sexual relations with my father. Let's get him drunk again tonight. Then you can go and have sexual relations with him too. In this way, we can use our father to have children to continue our family. So that night, they got their father drunk again. Then the younger daughter went and had sexual relations with him. Again, Lot did not know when she lay down or when she got up. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter gave birth to a son. She named him Moab. Moab is the ancestor of all the Moabite people who are still living today. The younger daughter also gave birth to a son. She named him Ben-Ami. He is the father of all the Ammonite people who are still living today. And that's the end of chapter 19. Wow, that's a very sad chapter, isn't it? Lot's daughters did a very bad thing. They did not ask the Lord if there were other people that were still living in the land and they took matters into their own hands by sleeping with their father, which was a very bad thing. Well, they gave birth to two tribes, the Moabites and the Ammonites, and they were very bad people. But you'll learn about them much later in the Bible. I'll see you in chapter 20. Welcome to chapter 20. Abraham left Hebron and traveled to southern Canaan. He stayed a while between Kadesh and Shur. Then he moved to Gerar. Abraham told people that his wife, Sarah, was his sister. Abimelech, king of Gerar, heard this, so he sent some servants to take her. But one night, God spoke to Abimelech in a dream. God said, You will die. That woman you took is married. But Abimelech had not slept with Sarah, so he said, Lord, would you destroy an innocent nation? Abraham himself told me this woman is my sister. And she also said he is my brother. I'm innocent. I did not know I was doing anything wrong. Then God said to Abimelech in the dream, Yes, 
I know that you did not realize what you were doing, so I did not allow you to sin against me. I did not allow you to sleep with her. Give Abraham his wife back. He is a prophet. He will pray for you and you will not die. But if you do not give Sarah back, you will die and all your family will surely die. So early the next morning, Abimelech called all his officers. He told them everything that had happened in the dream. They were very much afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham to him. Abimelech said, What have you done to us? What wrong did I do against you? Why did you bring this trouble to my kingdom? You should not have done these things to me. What were you thinking that caused you to do this? Then Abraham answered, I thought no one in this place respected God. I thought someone would kill me to get Sarah. And it is true that she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but she is not the daughter of my mother. God told me to leave my father's house and wander in many different places. When that happened, I told Sarah, you must do a special favor for me. Everywhere we go, tell people I am your brother. Then Abimelech gave Abraham some sheep, cattle, and male and female slaves. Abimelech also gave Sarah, his wife, back to him. And Abimelech said, Look around you at my land. You may live anywhere you want. Abimelech said to Sarah, I gave your brother, Abraham, 25 pounds of silver. I did this to make up for any wrong that people may think about you. I want everyone to know that you are innocent. Then Abraham prayed to God and healed Abimelech, his wife and his servant girls. Now they could have children. The Lord had kept all the women in Abimelech's house from having children. This was God's punishment on Abimelech for taking Abraham's wife, Sarah. Hmm, that's the end of chapter 20. Does this story sound familiar? Hmm, you might want to go back a few chapters to remember if you might have heard this before. And I will see you in chapter 21.